Well, as Aaron eats a peanut, we'll get started. Welcome to Obadiah, week six of the Miners, where Aaron and I are joined by our friend Matthew DeCourt. Hi. Well, welcome, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Uh, Good to be here. For those who don't know, would you mind just giving a brief introduction of yourself? Uh, my name is Matt DeCourt. Um, Aaron and I own a business together. It's called Onsite Computers and Design. We don't have any product placement for that, though. No, and we're not taking new customers, so don't call. <laughs> um, married uh, to Janice, and I am on the board here at Element and have been since 2016. And I am the beverage director for Far Western Tavern. Uh, basically, I'm, I've been tasked with uh, creating cocktail menus, um, managing the beer and wine lists, and uh, doing all the purchasing involved with that. Would you mind giving a recap of Obadiah? In, in my view of what's taking place is it's after the fall of Jerusalem and the Israelites are being hauled off to captivity in Babylon. And I see Obadiah as one of the people being hauled off and he looks up into the high places where Moab resided. And Moab didn't step down to help the Israelites even though they are essentially coming from the same family. And they look down at these people going away and they think, well, we must be better than they are because God didn't make this calamity happen to us as they watch all these people hauled off into slavery. And as a matter of fact, Moab actually went out of their way to catch some fleeing Israelites to turn them over to the Babylonians. And so there's this prophecy that Obadiah gives that looks up at people on their high places and says, your pride will eventually bring you low, which is something I think all of us could really understand that. Well, none of us have a high place that we get to sit at and judge anybody else from. We are all the same in God's sight, desperately in need of grace. Did you have any thoughts going as you went through it? Um, well, unfortunately, <laughs> first thought was, why are they asking me to be part of this? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, my, my default response was, or my initial response was, well, we're all prideful. Uh, so I guess anybody could be sitting here. That's true. That's true. Um, and just the, the concept of, you know, that, elevating ourselves above those that we should be caring for is mm. something that we all tend to do even if we don't mean to mm. and to humble ourselves and and care for others even if they're not i mean in in that situation the 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 moabites right mm-hmm. are basically mortal enemies because they didn't receive the inheritance mm-hmm. and jacob's and Israel did. Right. And so, like, even in the situations where we don't care or don't value the people that are being mistreated or are less than or are suffering at the hands of wicked people, like, we should still be able to enter into that situation and be a part of it and say, no, this is wrong. This is morally wrong. This is ethically wrong. Let's let's be a part of the solution, not part of the problem. It's so easy, though, for us to do this. Uh, we all naturally fall back into our high place. I think COVID has pointed this out like nothing mm-hmm. else because people who think it's a government conspiracy judge people who don't. People who are like, we got to wear masks, we got to get vaccinated, judge the people who don't. And we all sit at a high place looking down on the other people for yeah. not doing what we are doing. Right. And it just, it just points out that we have always been this way. Usually, many times, it doesn't even center upon the gospel itself. It centers upon how we feel about a certain thing. Right. And it's easy to miss absolute truth. I mean, we, we believe that 
God loves the people of this world equally, mm-hmm. and he loves us equally. And regardless of our status in society or our monetary status or anything, like we still are God's creation mm-hmm. and we're equal. That's None of that is deserved, and God gives it to us and and doesn't necessarily give it to others. And then from the, from the haves and have-nots, we have the opportunity to love like he loves. You're right. I mean, I think that's the, the heart of the gospel is yeah. love as he loves and and that we are all undeserving and only he is good. Um, and so how has God brought you to that understanding um, of, of that truth? That, I think, is something that I am constantly in growth on. A kind of a major turning point was going through redemption groups and and feeling the heart of the good news that Christ died and took away my sin and left it in the grave, mm-hmm. uh, which gives us new life. Like we don't have to think about. Well, we we certainly are in a place of of constant sanctification, but like the the slate is clean in terms of how Jesus sees me and that changes how I see other people and it gives me the opportunity to at say least it should. <laughs> at least it should sometimes it doesn't but you know it it's it sets me up for success in the sense that if Jesus sees me as righteous or God sees me as righteous because of what Jesus did then I can give people the benefit of the doubt and look past their sinful nature and say well they they have every opportunity to be loved and have their slate wiped clean too, even if they haven't quite gotten to that point. So what is it for for you, besides COVID, what's an area that you've struggled elevating yourself and viewing others down upon? So yes, obviously driving because everybody else doesn't know how to use a roundabout. Uh, but other than that, I many times sit in a high place because I feel like God has taken me, um, I mean, hopefully you guys have all seen this, this deeper understanding of what the gospel actually is as time goes on and how to constantly come back and speak about it. And now I have a hard time when, if we're out of town, we end up going to another church, or if someone I know is attending someplace, and I'm like, well, what's, what are they teaching? And I go and I listen, and I'm like, ah, and I got, I sit in a high place thinking, you know, I'm a Pharisee. Well, I understand the gospel so much better. I, how can, how does this not matter to you? Listening to somebody give you the 10 steps to a better you. And, and I do, I, I start to look down and which totally defeats the purpose of what the gospel has done in my own life. Right. But I have a tendency to do that, to, to be like, why can't churches and pastors understand the gospel enough to actually preach it every week? I think a really simple, practical way that I have done it in the past and still sometimes do it is like, what brand of alcohol do you drink? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is good. This, we haven't had this before no. in a talking element. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, that's, some, that's an area that I've really... If you drink. Not that you it, have to. <laughs> yeah, or... I, and I'm, I don't judge you if you don't. Um, it's, but this is, this is, I think, an area where I have changed and grown. And I know that sounds kind of silly, but like, you know, having been in the wine and beer industry for a long time, like there was, there were points in my life where people looked to me for this is what I should drink or gave me your recommendation for what you should, what is good or defined by Matt as good. Mm-hmm. 
um, and it would be very easy to criticize someone for drinking Coors Light. Or sorry, Pete Newman. <laughs> Did you say it at the same time? <laughs> well, I'm, I don't judge Pete Newman anymore. I used to. <laughs> He's and off Pete my list. Wouldn't care at all. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and the, the surprising thing is, people did care what I thought, and now I just don't care. Um, and that that's a very practical example of being on a higher place and being like, you are less than because you do not drink Stone IPA. Or whatever the product well, I was. You for that because I'm not well, exactly. And we all have our own opinions and preferences. And you know what? There's a time and a place for Coors Light. Mm-hmm. That works as try to marinate. Mm-hmm. No, it's but I mean, people's personal preference should not be judged mm-hmm. by my expertise. Mm-hmm. But that that can be applied in other ways too. It's it can be you know from a financial standpoint. Like uh, I'm I'm not God's gift to budgeting. Mm-hmm. I'm actually pretty terrible at it. But when I'm in a good space, it's really easy to look at the person next to me and go, you're not in a good space, and you should be more like me. Mm-hmm. Look at my finances. They're better, you which they're not. You should be like me. You should pay off your credit cards every month like, like me. You should do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's, it's easy to forget that we are all in different times and places and areas along the path of, of sanctification. And mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's why that's, we need grace. Yeah, and that... Because we're giving grace even if we don't understand it. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah, for sure. How So a theme that is, I think, through all the minors that, that we've discussed on some level, or one level or another through through these so far, is, um, is, this, is worship. And so how does worship help us to understand, or, or how is it a response once we understand that we aren't actually in a high place? Where does, so where does worship come in for you guys when you're either visiting another church or uh, you're dealing with uh, someone drinking Coors in front of you? No, or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, I think worship comes from a place of humility. It has to start there because when we're in our high, in, in our high place, it is hard to, I think, understand the worthiness of who God is that God is so much vastly higher than we are. And when we sit in a place where we're like, but I understand how high God is compared to all these other stupid people who don't see how high God is. Well, we're not doing that in humility. And I think worship must begin in a place of humility. So if I'm in a place and other people are worshiping God and I can't stand the music or whatever it is, I still look around and I can be like, God is doing something in people's hearts and lives. This is something that is good. And instead of coming out of a place like, these people are jacked up, they should all listen to me, you come to it in a place of, God, I want to learn. What are you, what are you saying to me? Who, who are you in this moment to these people? And can I be a part of that? Yeah. We, we come at worship with the heart of gratitude that we even get to stand in God's presence as his children. Mm-hmm. And my worth compared to your worth or your worth is not, it's the same. And so when I worship and you worship and you worship, like, it all might look different, but we're worshiping the same God. And that's, that's the point. And the object of our worship is the most important part of it. Their heart is what God wants. Mm-hmm. And my heart is what God wants. And even if I think they need to see a vocal coach, that doesn't mean, like, that their their worship is less worthy. Mm-hmm. Ouch. 
I, I think a, a good well, example. Well, gets me half the time when I see. Yeah, I'm always like, well, oh. I'm sure I'm not on key all the time. <laughs> uh, but like, I don't clap during music because I can't clap and sing at the same t- same mm-hmm. time. And I like singing, and clapping is just like mm, we'll do that later. How can you and humility come down and engage and even protect others you have looked down upon? We all have those places where we do or say dumb things, and it's God's grace that brings us back. It's, mm-hmm. and I think that's where we always need to come back to that understanding that we don't have all the answers. Any answers we have is grace, and. When we sit in a high place, looking down on others, it it doesn't that doesn't bring restoration. It continues to bring separation, and we need to be about restoration. God has sent his as his ambassadors into the world to be who he is to the world. That we get to be ministers of God's reconciliation. Uh, this is an area where I'm struggling because of COVID, because the areas of reconciliation or wanting to develop relationship or or uh, improve or build relationship feels very distant right now hmm. I think we're I, I think a lot of us are in that place and you know we were encouraged to isolate and I don't know whether that was right or wrong but that's what we were encouraged to do. And now we have to figure out how to be a community and not isolate. Mm-hmm. I don't love the isolation, but it makes it really easy. It gives a really good excuse to just be like, nah, I'm good. I don't need to work on that relationship. I don't need to fix that. I don't need to. Well, it's almost like a muscle that's atrophied to yeah, you in a lot for of ways. Sure. I mean, after a year, it's like, I don't. it Because it is effort. It is work to yeah. relationally. What was that a couple of weeks ago? Spirit, spiritually care for your relationships. It's hard to do that. Oh, That's really hard. It's hard even in the midst of normal, whatever normal was. Like, and now we're trying to rebuild that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, man. So this week, find ways to engage with others, to, to lower yourself, to humble yourself, to pray through what it is you're thinking and feeling and judging um, and try to find ways, even though COVID has separated us, to engage, to uh, be hospitable and invite people into your life again uh, and find ways to uh, bring about the reconciliation that Christ does with you. It's been time asking that God, through the work of the Holy Spirit, reveals to you what your high places are, where you've elevated yourself above others um, and then help bring conviction about the fact that we are not higher than others, that only Christ is higher than us. And with that, we will actually not be back next week because I am getting married today. Uh, so for the next few weeks, we are going to have just short what we are calling cutting room floors. Uh, they are from past episodes that didn't make it into the, the full episode. Some are funny. Some are just extended clips that uh, were cut. Uh, and so enjoy those shorter episodes. And we'll be back end of July-ish. I think you can hear that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I can hear it. <clears throat> if I can hear it, the microphone can hear it. Mm.
I just, I'm going to insert that right now. When the camera, when you're not on camera, I'm just going <laughs> to. 